Hello, Frenique here. Hello, this is Evan. Evan, nice Hello. to meet you. Hello. How are you? Hold on, everybody. Good. Hold on a moment, please. Hold on. Okay, we're Mitchell holding. J. Rabin for A Better World. Thanks so much for joining us. We're going to have another very interesting show today. We are going to be holding a roundtable on the subject of the 50th year anniversary of Earth Day. We'll be celebrating this with uh, Andrew Kane's 13th anniversary uh, by Planet Heart, his organization. And we'll be doing this online this year so everyone from everywhere globally can join us. It's for free. It will be on Facebook Live, and the details are on the website at www.abetterworld.tv. It's right there smack in the front. Please join us. Tell your friends. We're going to have a very special time. And in honor of it and to help celebrate it, starting a little early, we have invited a few people who are uh, some of the presenters on the show on the show, on the uh, on the show tomorrow of the uh, Earth Day celebration, and that is a few musicians and a uh, qigong practitioner and teacher. So we're going to be starting with Pramik Russell Tubbs, who is a well-known composer, arranger, producer, and an accomplished multi-instrumental performer who plays flute, soprano sax, alt alto, tenor. My God, wind synthesizers and lap steel guitar. He has played with Carlos Santana, Whitney Houston, Herbie Hancock, John McLaughlin, Ravi and Anushka Shankar, Sting, Billy Joel, James Taylor, to just name a few. We'll also be speaking with Kathy Davis, who is a facilitator of meditation and relaxation ten- techniques. As I mentioned, a Qigong teacher, vibrational healer, and mystic, and uh, has been a friend of mine for many, many years. She's also known as a spiritual doula. We'll also be speaking with today ceremonialist Evan Pritchard, who is a born Native American and is the founder of the Center for Algonquin Culture and author of several critically acclaimed books on Native American culture, history, spirituality, and language, including No Word for Time, Native New Yorkers, Bird Medicine, and more passing along teachings he has learned from his many elders as he has discussed and portrayed in lectures at John Jay and other colleges, churches, and the New York Open Center. Pritchard has also taught Native American studies and creative writing for 15 years at Pace University and Marist College, as well as at Vassar. So I am pleased, ladies and gentlemen, to have you all on A Better World today. Thank you. About what we'll be doing, sure, tomorrow. And I'd love to hear, uh, first and foremost, a little bit about the work you're doing and what you're bringing to the table tomorrow as sort of a pre uh, prelude, a little sneak preview. So, Pramik, would you start us out here? Well, first of all, greetings and namaste, everyone. It's a joy to be here and bringing our energies together for this most um, worthy cause and uh, it's going to be a unique experience, you know, spreading it around the world like this, where we're going to have to use our, I think, our a little bit of our third eye to see uh, 
a cult we see all those thousands who hopefully will be joining us. Um, mm-hmm. It's a really, really interesting new world we're in, but we shall emerge, I believe, into an even much better one. Um, and it's just a joy to be able to share um, with you. And um, I also go back in time a bit with Earth Day celebrations way back in the uh, late 70s, I think around seven, 1978, I played at one of the Earth Day celebrations in Long Island along with Harry Chapin. Uh, the band I was with actually opened for Harry. So um, my Earth Day experiences go way back, and it was so wonderful to meet Andrew um, a couple of years back at uh, his Earth Day celebration. I'm so glad we've been able to continue from there. And I think tomorrow night's going to be a very special coming together of um, many, many wonderful energies. So um, uh, now with my low-tech technology here, I perhaps I could offer a few minutes of peace-giving meditative flute music. Where, um, sure. Well, why don't we phone, circle back to you? I want to bring everybody else in first, Pramik, and then we'll Absolutely. circle back for a little uh, Absolutely. musical interlude. How's that? Sounds good and, to me. Uh, one of our other guests on the roundtable today is Evan Pritchard, who also has a flute nearby, I believe. So we'll yeah. we'll have a taste. We'll have a taste. Uh, Catherine Davis, hello there. Welcome to a better world. Well, hello, and thank you for inviting me to join you today. I'm very honored to be here with you to talk about Earth Day and the celebration that's going to be broadcast tomorrow. And Earth Day is really a thing we're seeing now more than ever how important it is to live our lives harmoniously with the Earth. And I'm glad to see that the earth is recovering in such a short time. I didn't realize just how resilient our um, planet would be, you know, to just have a few months away from human devastation and it's been recovering. And I think that that's a beautiful thing to see. And I'm hoping that we all learn to live in that balance. So I'm glad to talk about that. Thank you. Oh, I'm so glad, Kathy. I'm really pleased that you brought up that subject because it's been a theme on uh, the radio shows and the writings that I've been doing since we've had the opportunity to watch uh, nature in her glory regenerate so quickly. Uh, It's in fact, you know, because you and I share the Taoist uh, lineage, um, which has as its fundamental understanding of non-interference in the way, uh, that is the way of nature, uh, when we get out of the way and nature is able to do her own thing inside of our bodies as well as outside, uh, we see her miracle. And uh, as you said, uh, with the, with the uh, reduction in transportation and in industry that has been happening since uh, really the end of January, beginning of February, pretty much. Not a long time. So there's much less pollution going into the air, into the water, into the soil. And lo and behold, China now knows Shanghai can see a blue sky. They didn't even know it was blue. They heard rumors. Now they know. <laughs> Fish are, are, are swimming in Venice, uh, 
people can see the Himalayas instead of just dense fog from the northern parts of India. So there are remarkable, remarkable recoveries happening in short order. And I think that really needs to be emphasized as we move into uh, this uh, this Earth Day celebration because there's also so much uh, power uh, seeking to continue to interfere. We'll deal with that later. Evan, I'd love to bring you into the conversation. Evan Pritchard, yeah. you, you bring Hello. the wisdom of the ages with you. And... Uh, Please share with us. I'm so glad you're part of our, our dialogue here. Sure. Yeah, I've been involved with Planet Heart before. I spoke about the uh, humpback whales a couple of years ago, and it was beautiful. And I'm happy to be back. I requested to be back. And I'm going to talk about the healing nature of nature and how nature is not what people think it is. And, you know, I've studied many, uh, uh, learned many you know, Aboriginal languages and whatnot, and I find that most of them don't have a word for nature. And so it really have been looking into what the actual view is, and it's quite extraordinary, and there's power, or what we call medicine, in nature, and we take our medicines from nature, but it's much more than that. Even if you're locked in a room, which God forbid you should be right now, there is still ways to contact nature through the what it could be called the matrix, even though it's taken on a new meaning, but matrix means womb, and and that's really mm-hmm. what nature is really very much like uh, Tesla's unified field theory of consciousness, but I can express it in in Aboriginal terms. And um, at some point, I have a very short healing song that I would want to sing that I'll sing tomorrow. But what I want to talk about is, is just really revolutionizing people's concepts of nature, and many of your listeners probably probably already have broken through that barrier. Well, you know, you have completely tempted us with those comments. So uh, would you give us a tiny little peek under the veil about what you're referring to? I mean, it's funny. When you were saying uh, nature isn't what we think it is, and, you know, you did give the hint that it's matrix, which is Latin for womb, and mother, it's connected to mater as well. So I... You know, I appreciate that. But, you know, when you were saying what you were saying, I was just saying intuitively to myself, it's not the way we think it is. I was thinking, us. We are nature. We have this bizarre notion that nature is outside of us. And, well, nature is also outside of us, but we are it also. So any comment you would like to make about that? Yeah, that's why there's no word for it in this language because it doesn't make any sense that we are, you know, involved in it. One of the things I like to talk about, earth-light matrix, and that is that in the uh, old view, the shamanic view, everything you see in nature is not just that physical object but is, is a, you know, part of something that's on many dimensions, and stretches mm-hmm. everywhere. And so if, if you yeah. can break through the barrier and see nature as uh, a physical emanation of this very vast uh, multi-layered spiritual sphere, then that changes everything. You know, plant and spirit medicine is part of that. And I just want to mm-hmm. say that, you know, in, in very pertinent. In sign language of almost universally North America, the word for prayer in sign language is to make medicine. You make the sign of the making, which is chopping, 
and it's a certain kind. And then the medicine sign, which is very mystical, with the forked fingers representing your two eyes, therefore representing consciousness, to make medicine, see, is to pray. Medicine really is is power in one part of the re- meaning. And, um, you know, so that's why when when this man named Troy, who was a black man, was with uh, Lewis and Clark in 1804, and then discovered him, and they recognized that he had shamanic power, and they called him the big medicine. And when they asked the Arikara, what does that mean? He said, oh, it's power. It's, it's magical powers, you know. So this is one way to understand this. So I'm just saying that that um, by breaking through this false concept, uh, limited concept of nature, then we have access to a whole store of medicine that can do anything, and in fact could be considered almost miraculous. And it, mm-hmm. the actual details of it really resonate with Tesla's unified field theory of consciousness, which was all about what's in between the physical things and how they're connected by energy fields. And he demonstrated this, you know, by showing arcs of energy going through two unrelated objects. And that's the way it really is all the time, but we just normally don't see it. So a time like this, we really need to tap in to that, which we unfortunately call nature, but it's actually this earth-light matrix. Mm-hmm. Well put, well put. Through Thank you for that. I, I mean, I have a feeling that we're all getting excited about being part of tomorrow's matrix, if you will, our uh, right. celebration. And if this is a peek under the covers, as they say, of what each of you is bringing to the table, we're in for some real fun. And uh, as well as sober-looking at what, and I think this is actually a very important piece of the whole, while there's a lot to celebrate, there's also, as life would have it, a lot to cry about. The the damage that we have done, the destruction that we have perpetrated over the course of at least centuries, at least centuries, uh, is something that we're having uh have to deal with. Uh, we we are accountable, even if we have not done it ourselves personally directly. It is our species, and uh, that's going to be another part of what we are discussing tomorrow. For instance, I've invited uh, Dr. Guy McPherson, environmental scientist, professor emeritus of the University of Arizona, as the keynote speaker, and uh, he speaks about this in very unvarnished terms. And while most environmental scientists are not varnishing much, they are going way farther than he does. And he really talks about the power of the ice melt. He speaks about a concept called global dimming, which is so paradoxical. I don't want to say too much about it, but he will be speaking about it uh, tomorrow. And it's something that we all need to understand, which is sort of like when you start to get buried and then you feel like you want to come back, that it's not time yet. <laughs> what those issues are. Oh, that sounds like a, that's a wild image. But indeed, you know, it's this, this space between life and death that we have been toying with when we do what we do to ourselves slash Mother Nature. I just wanted to bring that up. Pramik, you know, it's yes, so sir. much fun to have you on because, uh, well, everybody, but, you know, your vast musicianship over the course of decades and having played at early uh, Earth Day celebrations just means you're bringing a, a whole bevy 
of uh, experience to the table, and I've been the MC a few times uh, for this Planet Heart celebration, a number of times actually over these 13 years, and you've been there part of them a few of those times, and it's always a real pleasure. You've got to give us a little peek at what it's been like to play with some of the uh, the stars that you have played with, with in the uh, musical world. Just share a story or two with you with us since you're sure, on. Sure. Thank, thank you, thank you, Mitchell, so so much. Yes, yes, I I, I do feel very very blessed. Um, in uh, 1974, I, I took up serious study of uh, meditation with Sri Chinmoy, and it sort of opened some doors unexpectedly career-wise where I met such great luminaries as John McLaughlin and Carlos Santana uh, and the great drummer and record producer, Narda Michael Walton, who some of you may have known of. He's a multi-Grammy winner who produced mm-hmm. um, uh, that big Whitney Houston hit, How Will I Know? Well, um, oh, you know, who that, yeah. great, that great dance hit. And uh, just a sweet story about that. Um, one day I got a surprise call. It was a Actually, fall of 19, way back, 1984, and Nardo was in town. He says, um, Pramik, are you available to come to the studio in the next couple of days? I'm, I'm producing this new artist. And uh, I didn't know, and, and he said the name Whitney Houston. didn't ring a bell. I thought I'd heard of Sissy Houston, the great gospel singer. Um, little <laughs> did I know what was about to happen. So um, yeah. <laughs> that, that in itself was a, a, a beautiful door opening up. But joining with Carlos um, actually was a beautiful experience. We would do meditations together before going on stage. And um, he actually put together his own opening act. So on that European tour, he would open with a five-piece group, including myself and three of his regular band members. And we would do a set, a half-hour set of, um, I would have to call it spiritually charged jazz fusion. Um, completely different than the Santana music, and the people absolutely loved it. And uh, they loved it because of the uplifting nature. I mean, yeah, we, we, were, we were high-powered, we were rocking, but, um, but the, inside that, there was the spirit. There was the spirit of, of, um, of love and, um, you know, the, 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 the beauty of aspiring music. And the same thing with the great um, John McLaughlin. To be part of the Mahavishnu Orchestra was indeed such a great honor and uh, now he did something unique he would insist on a moment a few moments of silence meditative silence whether he's in front of a crowd of 3,000 5,000 and if those, that crowd 30, was not quiet 30,000 yeah. absolutely he would stand there like a statue dressed in white he would not play he would not start a note until that crowd quieted down and honored that minute of silence so oh, um yeah, Mahavishnu Orchestra, right? Yeah, John yeah, McLaughlin and the Mahavishnu. Yeah, right. Truly, truly unparalleled experience. I was 22 at the time I was brought into that, um, oh having played to no more than maybe 200 people, you know, um, mm-hmm. little bands here and there. Suddenly thrust into this. Our first show was at Royal Albert Hall, um, and uh, there I was, scared out of my mind. Um, you know, in front of 4,500 people. But needless yeah. to say, it was it was a soul-opening experience, and I've gone on from there just to, you know, cherish those moments. And, you know, it's really not the number that matters. It's, it's what you are offering. And if you're offering from the heart and the soul and from within, 
I've learned that from my studies of, of Indian music and of the sacred Sanskrit mantras that, that it all has a, a vibration. I mean, you can, you can have your amps turned up to 11. You can have your drums going, going wild. But if it has the spirit behind it, it will be the right thing. It will reach people. Absolutely. So, so well put. That's great. Um, yeah. Really appreciate so, uh, that story. Yeah, there, there, are many, there are many stories, many more, more stories I, I could share, but that's just a little glimmer of uh, some of the sure. blessings I've been able to receive. Well, I've got to well. say, you inspired me to tell a quick story, two quick ones, sure. uh, based on what you just shared here, Farik, which is uh, uh, I studied jazz improvisation with John Mahegan's wife, Gay. Oh, my God. I was in a band with her. Oh, well, that's a trip. And um, (laughs) I love they uh, I knew them both. And John Mahegan, a lot of people don't really know him, but he's like a a jazz great behind the scenes. And he taught jazz improvisation at Yale. And uh, we were using his book. Um, I, I. he had passed by the time I started studying with her. And so, uh, but she brought me to meet Shree Chimnoy in Norwalk, Connecticut. And he, oh you know, meditated on me and sent me blessings. And it was, and she was with me and it was really quite an experience. So I know that world and I love, love and serve. And after playing tennis, we used to go and eat that delicious custard. It was incredible. And we'd be blessed we are, by custard. We are so Whoever connected. heard of such a thing. <laughs> and We're then so a few years, <laughs> yeah, and then exactly magnetically, <laughs> vibrationally, but it doesn't end. He said that's one quick little story, and I I had an amazing time with her and Sri Chimnoy, as a matter of fact. Uh, then fast forward a few years, I get a phone call from a guy that I used to play soccer with in eighth grade who I grew up hmm. with, and my father was the coach of the team. Um, that was way back, and in, this phone call came in in around 1996 or so, uh, saying, Mitch, I don't know if you remember me. We used to play soccer together, and I could swear I just saw you on TV in Marin County in Sausalito. Um, I was having a, an argument with my girlfriend. I went downstairs and turned off the hmm. TV in her house. And there you were interviewing an herbalist and an acupuncturist in uh, in Fairfield, Marin uh, County. <laughs> yeah, that's that, me. That's I called him back. We started laughing and said, "Of course, I remember you." And um, so I'd go out there because my show was aired out there every year, and I'd go out to you know hang out with a producer and all of that and sponsor. And um, we got together, and he said to me. Uh, my, to my friend who called me up with my old soccer buddy, said, follow me. And he had gone into a spiritual uh, direction, as had I, and uh, mm. probably a handful of the people from our high school in Connecticut. And uh, um, he, we drove and drove, and we went up to these gates that were incredible, that, you know, it was like this huge mansion behind it, and these beautiful gardens and he pushes a button and the gates open and we drive in and we're, we go into this guy's house and he then hugs the guy and I'm looking all around and there's all this stuff about him, music and musicians and walls of photographs and I think maybe we're in a music producer's house I don't know uh, uh-huh. and then he said 
Mitchell Rabin. Please meet Carlos Santana. Carlos, meet Mitchell. We're going to be spending the evening together doing a healing. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so beautiful. So that was my huh. little, you know, Carlos Santana trip, you know. And, uh, it so was beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I knew uh, what it was. We also published some of his poetry in Resonance Magazine. It's beautiful soul. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. He's quite a, quite a man, quite a man. Now, I have to ask Kathy, Kathy, have you met? You're more in the Chinese direction, but nonetheless, have you ever come across, just because we're on the subject, Sri Chimnoy, or having to do with anything we're chatting about? This is all just for fun. Um, well, I'm aware of the work of Sri Chimnoy, but I haven't met any of yeah. these illustrious people, so I would say... Not um, so. My connection really primarily are everyday folk and trying to get them to uplift and understand the value within themselves. And that's been more my focus. I know, I know. But I bet you dance. I know exactly. You've danced to Carlos Santana. That I'm sure of. (laughs) So. No, no, I, I, of course, you've been on A Better World. We did a whole series on your work in Qigong uh, some years back, and it was just uh, one of the highlights of A Better World. So believe me, I know where you're coming from and appreciate it very much. Yes. Rounded. I remember. Right? <laughs> you remember, yeah. indeed. I do, I do. It was, do. It was, it was, it uh-huh. was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We were having so it much fun. Great. We did three in a row. Three in a row. That's right. That's right. And we really yep. talked to people about making that interconnection. Um, and that's really part of, you know, we heard earlier um, talking about we are Earth. Like, you know, you were saying, yeah. and some of our um, members here have been saying that we are Earth and we can communicate through ourselves to the planetary body and to the celestial body and bring ourselves into balance. And that's really what it's what will make a difference. When we come more into balance, um, the earth will have a, a greater balance as well. You know, I've got to say, By the way, Kathy, dear friends, you... not to interrupt, but um, I think Mother Nature is going through a cleansing right now because I'm looking out my door. I just picked up the phone and there's torrential rain right now. Here oh, in Queens, oh, I, New York, Toronto. Yeah, here in Manhattan as well. It's beautiful. Oh yeah, so you're just around the corner from me. Yeah, cleansing, yeah. cleansing. Kathy, I want to come back to a point you're making here and implying at the same time, which is uh, what I feel we so need at this point of pause during this what you know we could call the, the time of covid which is giving us mm-hmm. incredible time to reflect and meditate and and really take a deeper look at our lives and you know we do of course in english speak sequentially and in nominalizations and the like so we do have this you know consensual notion of nature as outside of us and you know if that's where we have to begin so be it but when we mm-hmm. look at what we have done, of course, to ourselves, but to Mother Nature herself with the extraction technologies and pollution and all of that, uh, it really makes us want to ground and connect in a deeper way with 
who she is and who we are, and do we really want to pursue that line where money Mm. is more important than people and planet? And I think that more people, it's just, I don't want to say funny, but it's also very interesting that it now costs uh, less to have an empty barrel of oil than to have a barrel full. It's more of, it's such an amazing metaphor that to have a barrel full of oil is more of a liability, uh, even to the world of uh, exons, than it is to have it empty. Now, if that doesn't tell you a boatload <laughs> about where we are, you know, Upside comments, down. ladies wow. and gentlemen. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it Upside. certainly is. And I think that we can sort of look at our lives in the same way if we can begin to understand that all the things that we value in terms of materialism in a situation like this really has no value and it's the vitality and life force that we carry within us that has all of the value. And what's really beautiful about working with the earth energies is that as we ground ourselves to the earth, and merge our energies with nature, then we begin to have that same, I want to say attitude, but sort of presence in the world where Mm -hmm. all the things that we're used to worrying about really don't measure up anymore. And, yeah, we all have things to be concerned about, but if we can connect with the earth and ground with the earth, then we can really walk through this treacherous, time more or less with without fear with a sense of confidence and a sense of knowing that if we're paying attention and we take care that we can navigate all this so i think that that's just an important thing for us to take going forward that let's not jump right back into the hamster wheel and maybe think (laughs) about what we're doing um before we um move back out into activity in the world. Beautifully put. So, Joe Sedano, Kathy Davis. Kathy, I met you in the early days of two, the 21st century. You probably don't remember, but I'll never forget it because I was very impressed with your own uh, sense of embodying earth energy. And mm-hmm. it was almost like when the Erikara met, uh, you know, Troy, they met, like they called him Big Medicine, and I thought of you as like Big Medicine. And I know that Um, since then, you've always kind of, you know, came from that point of view and your actions seem to come from that. So I've always uh, just wanted to say that you really live, you know, walk your talk and live your life. So thank you for always wanted to tell you that. Oh, that's been 18 years. Oh, wow. Thank you. Well, thank you. That's That's pretty pretty amazing. Thank you. Yeah, sure. I've seen you pour into the chi field in a way that is so impressive over the years, Kathy. You know, I've known you for, oh my, 1990, I believe, when you first came over. Yeah, it's <laughs> and, been a uh, while. Yeah, it's been a ripening. Of course, we met gentlemen when we were 10. I want you to know that. So. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, all right. I'm kidding you. Well, I'm, I'm still kidding. 10. But, what are you saying? 
they're giving me away. I mean, <laughs> child, always a child. Eternal yeah. child. Beware Eternus. Evan, you'll appreciate that. A little Latin for you. Um, <laughs> eternal boy. Uh, I just want to let everyone know that uh, we, all of us, will be present tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and all of you across the world, and we do have an international audience here, are invited. There is no cost. It's for free. It's on Facebook Live. If you go to www.abetterworld.tv, abetterworld.tv, you will see it posted right there in front of you, in the front of the, right on the home page. And we'd be delighted just Click and click, and you'll be there tomorrow at 6 to 9.30 is the whole thing. And uh, from Meek Russell Tubbs and Kathy Davis and Evan Pritchard and myself will be with you with a series of other speakers and musicians. Talking about musicians, in our last few minutes, I would love if uh, each of you would just give us a little riff or two on your magical flutes. And uh, that would be a beautiful way to uh, wrap up our show. Pramik, would you do the honor of starting? I would be more than happy to. Um, I'll play a short piece on the flute, which is based on a, um, actually based on the Gayatri mantra. Gayatri mantra, of course, is a mantra which is usually oh. chanted, um, which is Om Bur Bhuvasva Tatsavitu Varanyam. Uh, and um, it means um, uh, we bow to the transcendental deity who resides in the heart of the earth, in the life of the sky, and in the soul of the heaven. May he stimulate and illumine our minds. So um, I'd just like to play. We're losing you a little bit there. We can hear that and the flute along with the... Um, over the phone. Let's see if this will come out. Okay, fine. We don't have much time, so bring it as you can. Okay. The audio was tempered by the cell phone. Nonetheless, the energy of that poured through. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. God, yes. God, yes. Evan, the yeah. native flute. A hard act to follow, but the same spirit. Hold on. <laughs>
Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. Seeing the flow right on from yours. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Beautiful segue. All of you, I want to thank you truly from the bottom of my heart for your contribution, your gift today, and to life in general, to the overall quantum field. Uh, It's really important that voices like each of yours and music from each of you in uh, your own ways uh, continue to come forth at this, especially this time of need of bringing together heaven and earth, intelligence on all levels, sensitivity to the planet, and the need for really going forward in a new way. So uh, would each of you, if you'd like, you have a, any contact information that you would like to share, website uh, with our audience, please do. Evan, you want to start? Okay. Yeah, I'll go first. www.algonquinculture.org is A-L-G-Q-U-I-N-C-U-L-T-U-R-E.org. And uh, so you can get all my contact information through that website. Beautiful. And Facebook. Just Evan Pritchard on Facebook. You'll see it. Okay. Great. Kathy? And yeah, mine is qigongonline.net. Q-I-G-O-N-G-O-N-L-I-N-E dot net. And we're doing classes online, so people who might be interested in taking some can find out more there. That's wonderful. wonderful. You know, though my website is somewhat dated, um, you can go to www.premik.com, P-R-E-M-I-K, and you're welcome to send me an email, shout-out, and I'm Premik Russell Tubbs on Facebook. Um, hope we can all stay in close touch with one another. Sure. That is great. That is great. So thank you all. I want to just let you all know, listening, that uh, tomorrow is our celebration. It's the 13th anniversary of uh, Planet Heart Celebration. I'll be the MC, and the folks that we have had on the roundtable today will each be presenting. Kathy will be on a, on a panel with me toward the end of the evening, and uh, you'll be hearing music from both of these gentlemen, from Meek and Evan, and some really fine speakers, Jonathan Granoff, who is a, a nuclear disarmament activist par excellence. He has been part of negotiations across the planet to try to uh, persuade uh, the powers that be to drop this nonsense and go for peace instead without weapons the way we have them today. And on and on, Jackson Madnick, who has an awesome green uh, company that sequesters uh, Uh, carbon at a massive rate and all it is is a bunch of lawn seed and yet it has an extraordinary effect on our planet on and on it goes we'll be having a very special time just go to www.abetterworld.tv and click through a few minutes before six tomorrow and you will be uh, joining us all so thank you again from me kathy evan for being guest today it just was really thank you. heartening. Thank Much gratitude. Yeah, thanks, Mitch. <laughs> Great. So welcome. God bless you all. Thanks again. Bless okay, you. Bye-bye. All the very best. See you at the party tomorrow. Bye-bye now. Yes, what exactly. What's the one?
Bye bye now. Okay, bye. Mitchell J. Rabin for A Better World. So glad that you're joining us today. And I hope this is a prelude, a sneak preview, as I said, of what we have going to happen tomorrow. So again, this is Planet Hearts' 13th anniversary with the backdrop of the 50th anniversary of Earth Day. We have to take a look at where we began then, 50 years ago, which led ultimately to the Clean Water Act and the Clean Air Act and the formation of the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, here in the United States. And that helped to fertilize same in other countries across the world because the United States tends to be a beacon of light. And uh, uh, we talked about global dimming a little before. Well, I think that light has dimmed a little bit in the past few years, uh, to speak quite uh, bluntly about it. And it's time to get that light rekindled. And events such as we had tomorrow and what we just had just now as a prelude and a microcosm is giving you a sense of the kind of light that there is to be expressed as we move forward. So just remember to stay in touch with me at mjr at abetterworld.net, my direct email, mjr at abetterworld.net. We have a series of counseling and coaching services, stress management consulting, uh, and a series of other similar healing services. So please just contact me at that email address best or 212-420-0800. Sign up for our free newsletter announcing our weekly TV show. We've been on the air since 1993, every Monday in Manhattan at 7 p.m. or through the website or our radio show, uh, which is on our website under Radio Archive. Just go to www.abetterworld.tv to sign up for the free newsletter. Anyway, I want to just thank you all, and I also want to take a moment to thank all of those people, those hardworking, committed, courageous people who continue to let the wheels of our society turn while we're all in one form or another of isolation, quarantine, lockdown, whatever words suit you, uh, stay at home, shelter in place. Uh, but there are those people every single day on the front lines, in our hospitals, in our clinics, and also running the subways and the buses and providing uh, food at, at uh, grocery stores across the nation and others who are doing remarkable things. The farm workers who, ironically, this is part of the metaphor of the day, isn't it? that the people who are underpaid and maybe often illegal are are uh, really keeping the wheels of our society turning and food on all most Americans' tables. So a big thank you to all of you, despite the politics, and just deeply on a human level, thank you. On that note, uh, thank all of you for tuning in today. Pass this on to your friends. It's always great to share this uh, far and wide. Mitchell J. Rabin for A Better World, and I look forward to seeing you all next week, as well as tomorrow night.